Well, hello, good morning, and welcome back again. I'm your host, Taylor Michael. Today's message will literally help you to create the destiny that you want in life. We're going to talk about the creative power of your words. Many Christians don't understand the weight behind the words that come out of their mouth. They don't understand how important it is for you to be speaking correctly and how you can actually prophesy. You can speak, you can claim, you can declare God's word over your life to make a clear path for you as you go from point A to point B. You can make it quick. It can go from glory to glory, strength to strength, victory to victory, faith to faith. You'll never have to go backwards another day in your life when you understand these key points about your words. So as you're jumping on, let me know. It looks like we got a Muslim in the chat. Glory to God. We'll make you a Christian by the end of this 30 minutes. Welcome, Eugenia. Welcome, Aaron. Hello, Megan. I'm glad you made it. Queen Smith, good morning. Logan, good morning. As you're jumping on, give this video a thumbs up. Share it with a friend. And we're going to get into it today. Let's get up over 100. Hello, Mercy. Good morning. So I felt it strong in my spirit that I needed to teach on the power, the creative power of your words. I want you to write that down wherever you're at and type this in the comments. My words create my future. My words create my future. There is creative power in your words. Go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 with me. Keep liking this, keep sharing it. Get this out to as many people as you can. And if you're watching this live stream and you haven't subscribed to the channel already, make sure you do that. You don't want to miss out on any of our videos. And you can turn on your notifications by clicking the bell after you hit subscribe. That way you can join me each and every day, Monday through Thursday for my live streams. And then we live stream our church services on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. My words create my future. Proverbs 18.21 says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That word tongue in the Hebrew is actually the same word for language. Not just like if you ripped out your tongue that it has the power of life and death. Your language, the words you speak and how you speak them, determine life and death. Create life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruits. These are three keys that you must know about the creative power in your words. Number one, your words create Life or death. Life or death. With words, Jesus brought Lazarus back from death to life. But with words, Jesus brought the fig tree from life to death when he cursed it. So the power of your words spoken in faith can bring dead things to life and can kill things in your life that are not producing. Good morning, Amber. Josephine, good morning. Kathy Ann, good morning. So my words can create life or death. Now, death does not just mean that you are, your heart ceases to beat. 
Because you know that you are a spirit. Technically, you never die. You are energy. You are a spirit, so death, by definition, is separation from God. So your words either bring you into the life of God, or they separate you from the life of God. From the God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life. When you speak, you either speak God's life into your life, or you're speaking yourself out of God's life. Out of God's will for your life. Death is separation from God's will. Whatever you love, your words will create. I want you to get that. Whatever you love, your words will create. And those of you that are just jumping on right now, these are three keys that you must understand about the creative power of your words. Whatever you love, your words will create. Jesus said it this way, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you love, what is found in your heart, in your spirit, as it is spoken, will come to pass in your life. The word prophesy, to prophesy in the Bible means to speak forth God's plan for your life. To declare the purpose of God in the earth is the definition of prophecy. So when you speak God's word, you're prophesying God's will over your life. Your words create the God kind of life in your life, which is life in life abundantly, Jesus said. The devil is the one who comes to steal your life, to kill your life, to destroy your life. Jesus said, I, God in the flesh, came to give you life and life abundantly. The God kind of life on earth as it is in heaven. Number two, creative power of words. Faith is voice activated. So faith is voice activated. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, go there with me. And stick around to the end because this is all going to tie together. And the dots will connect. And you'll understand how to change the direction of your life simply with your words. Hebrews 11 verse 3, listen to this. By faith, we understand that the universe was framed. I want you to highlight that in your Bible. The universe was framed. This might be too deep, but I think someone's going to get it. God spoke. Let's keep reading it. Hold on. Framed by the word of God. So the things that are not seen were made out of things which are visible. By faith, we understand that the universe was framed by the word of God. So that the things that are seen were not made out of things which are visible. I'm going to read it one more time. Listen to this. By faith. Somebody type in the comments, by faith. By faith. You got to understand, by faith. In verse 6, it says it's impossible to please God without faith. There's one thing that moves the heart of God, and it's faith. So you got to know how faith operates. And on Thursday morning, I'm going to do an entire teaching 
on how to activate your faith, how to operate in faith, how to please God, and how to make your faith work for you. So listen to this. By faith, we understand that the universe was framed by what? The word of God. God spoke and he framed the universe. Doesn't say he molded it, he framed it. I want you to get this. Framed by the word of God so that the things that are seen now, what you see, they were not made out of things which are visible, being words, faith. The framework of this entire realm, of this entire physical universe is words. Do you get that? Everything goes back to the beginning. What was at the beginning before light? What was at the beginning before the planets? What was at the beginning before the universe, before people, before creation? What was at the beginning? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. Not in the beginning was the sun. Not in the beginning was angels. In the beginning was the Word. Everything from the beginning is the Word. The whole foundation, words, the Word of God words the entire structure of this universe of this reality of this realm is founded upon the power of words distinctly god's words not vain words empty made void but by god's words reinhard bunky a great evangelist one time said that the holy ghost spoke to him and he said reinhard my word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth. So the creative power of your words is what brings forth things that are not seen into the realm of things that are seen, just like God did. And we'll get to that in a second, but I want you to write this down. Point number two, your faith is voice activated. Thursday morning, I'll do a deeper teaching on that. For example, Mark chapter five, go with me there. Somebody type in the comments, Mark 5, for people that are jumping on. These are three things that you must know about the creative power of your words. If you'll change your words, you'll change your world. Mark chapter 5. This is the story of the woman with an issue of blood. Chapter uh, 24. So Jesus went with him, and many people followed him and pressed in on him. And a certain woman had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had suffered much under many physicians. She had spent all that she had, so she spent all of her money, and was not better but rather she grew worse. This woman had a bleeding issue for 12 years and she spent all of her money on it, going to doctors, different physicians, trying to be made well. But the world, the earth, could not supply her need. She had spent all that she had and was not better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, she came into the crowd behind him and touched his garment. 
Well, we know Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It said she had heard the reports of Jesus. When she heard the reports of Jesus, there was something that stirred in her. She began to have faith. But her faith wasn't activated just from hearing. I want to teach you this. She came into the crowd behind him and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch his garments, I shall be healed. She said. So yes, she believed, but believing is not action. Believing is a state of being. She was in a state of believing. But her first action that she took to activate her faith was her saying. She heard, but she said. She took action on what she believed. And she said what? If I touch his garments, I shall be healed. The original translation says she said and kept on saying. So she didn't just say it once. She continued to say it. As she's walking to go find Jesus, as she's pressing through the crowd, she said, I know if I touch his garments, I'll be healed. I know if I touch his garments, I'll be healed. I know if I could just get a hold of that garment, I'll be healed. I know if I could just get close enough to touch him, I'll be healed. She said and kept on saying. Verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus, she came into the crowd behind him and touched his garments. For she said, if I may touch his garments, I shall be healed. And immediately her hemorrhage dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. By her saying, she activated her faith so that when she took action on her words, immediately her faith brought to pass what her words had spoken. Let's keep reading. Verse 30. At once, Jesus knew within himself that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing against you, and you say, Who touched me? See, there were hundreds, if not thousands of people, pressing against Jesus. But the one person that had faith to receive from him is the one who got their healing, got their blessing, got their answer, got what they needed and what they spoke. That woman activated her faith by saying, if I touch him, I will get what I'm believing for. Everybody else was touching him, but they didn't get anything. She understood that faith was voice activated, so she got what she said. Somebody type in the comments, I get what I say. I get what I say. Hallelujah. Verse 31, his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing against you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done it. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the entire truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. It was her faith that made her well. It wasn't a doctor that made her well. It wasn't Jesus going out of his way to lay hands on her that made her well. Her faith got what she was believing for. She knew Jesus is a healer, and she went and got her healing. Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore, he's still healing. He's still blessing. He's still delivering. He's still lifting people up out of the ditch, out of miry clay, putting them on a solid rock. If you'll just grab his word, believe it, put it in your mouth, speak it, you will have whatever you say. He's the same. He does not change. Glory to God. So your faith is voice activated 
the woman with the issue of blood. She said and she got what she said. David and Goliath. Goliath was talking to David. He was trash talking him. Saying, you're sending out a boy to come fight me? And David said, surely today the Lord will deliver your head into my hands. He knew he had a covenant with God. He spoke God's word, God's covenant with David. And he got what he said. Your faith is voice activated. It's not enough just to read the Bible. It's not enough just to believe the Bible. Even the dembles believe and tremble in terror. You have to believe the Bible, read the Bible, speak the Bible, and act on what you've spoken. Because this universe is framed by the word. Point number three of the creative power of your words. Well, I guess I kind of just covered that. The framework of this world is the word. Hey, Kiernan. So point one is your words create life and death. Point two is faith is voice activated. Point three is the framework of this world is the word of God. In the beginning was the word of God. Therefore, if you have a situation over here, for example, let me use like building terms, construction terms. If you build a skyscraper and you get, what, 50 stories up. Let's say you get 50 stories up and you realize that the skyscraper is suddenly at an angle. Is it the top that's wrong or is it the foundation that's wrong? You don't go and try to fix the top of the skyscraper when it's off at an angle. You have to go down and fix the foundation because based on how the foundation is laid will determine the direction of the skyscraper. If the foundation is squared, it'll go straight up, straight up. If it's not squared, it'll go at an angle. It'll get off the path. And the foundation will not be sturdy. God's word is that foundation. So if you have a problem up on the 20th story, go down to the foundation and fix it with your words. Go down and change what you've been saying. If you don't like what you have in life, change what you say in life. Attack the problem at the root. Everything that Jesus did was based on his words in his lifetime. Every healing, every deliverance, everything had to do with words. Remember in Matthew chapter 8, the centurion's servant, Jesus sent the word and it healed him. Everything is voice activated when it comes to faith. And the framework of this world is the word. I already gave you Hebrews 11.3. And I want you to think about it in Genesis chapter 1. Many people say what they see. But Jesus set us up to operate how he operated. To see what we say. For example, go all the way back to the beginning. The Bible says that God said... Let there be light. Let's go, go with me. We'll go. I'll take you all the way back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. And then I'm going to pray for you. So stick around to the end. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. That's a whole nother sermon. Verse 3, God said. Somebody type in the comments. God said. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. So God said and God saw. God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters. Verse 7, so God made the expanse and separated the waters. God said and God saw. God said and God saw. God said and God saw. God didn't see and then say. Many Christians live life seeing and saying what they see. But Jesus said we can have what we say. You can see what you say. Faith says and then sees. It doesn't see and then say. God said, let there be light, and he saw the light. Let there be animals. Let there be mountains. Let there be, as he formed everything, he said, and then he saw. The creative power of your words allows you to say and then see what you say. Hallelujah. So start saying, I'm not broke. I'll never be broke another day in my life. By his stripes I was healed, and I am healed, and I will forever be healed. I will be stronger when I'm 90 than I am when I'm 30. I will be richer when I'm 80 than I am when I'm 50. I'll have a bigger influence this time next year than I do today. Start speaking your life and your destiny that you desire according to God's will for your life. Take God's word and prophesy. I'm a tither, I'm a giver. Therefore, I'm never devoured. Today's the smallest I'll ever be. Tomorrow, I'll give more, I'll make more, I'll bless more, I'll go up tomorrow and not backwards. I'll have more revelation tomorrow than I have today. Start declaring God's word over your life. Prophesy it over your life. And it surely shall come to pass. I want to pray that God gives you fresh revelation on faith. Fresh revelation on the creative power of your words in this life. The same way that God called those things which are not as though they are. I pray that God gives you deep revelation today. That you call those things which are not as though they are. That you call forth God's plan into your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Before I pray for you, I want to give people an opportunity to give this morning. I know we have a ton of people on here that love to give to the ministry. And we're very thankful for your giving. As you know, we've reached over 26 million people this month on social media platforms, reaching them with the gospel and the word of God. We have 1,200 kids that we feed every month in other countries. And we have 11 other ministries that we partner with financially each and every month. So I'd ask you right now to pray and ask the Lord what he would have you give today. And then we're going to stand on what I just taught. And we're going to declare God's word over our finances. The different ways that you can give today are on Cash App at Dollar Sign Revival Way. You can give through Venmo at Revival Way, PayPal at Revival Way, or my personal favorite, you can go to our website, RevivalWay.com, and become a financial partner where you can help us each and every month. Whether it's 20 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, many people spend more than that on Starbucks each month. So I believe that you could help us to advance the gospel 
and become a monthly partner with us. And if you do, everyone that's a monthly partner, if you become a monthly partner at $50 or more each month, you'll receive a private email that gives you access to a one-time-a-month Zoom call, a private partners meeting where I teach deep things out of the Word of God. You get access to me, and we hang out. I answer your questions, and we spend some good time together. So I love you, and I thank you very much for your giving. Let me pray for you as you're giving today. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, every person under the sound of my voice right now, whether they're watching live or after it's already posted, I pray that you open the eyes of their understanding. Lord, enlighten them. Give them revelation on the creative power of words. And every person that sows a seed today, I join faith with them now. I call forth a mighty harvest. Angels cause the word to work and the money to come in Jesus' mighty name. Satan, take your hands off of their money, off of their harvest. We worship you today with our finances, Lord. And everyone said, Amen. Amen and amen. I thank you for your giving. It really does make a difference. And you're helping us to make a difference in this generation. Praise the Lord. Amber said, I can't wait for Thursday. Yes, Thursday is going to be awesome. Ivy said, how can we be a partner? There's a link in the chat right now. If you go click that link, you can become a partner. Or you can go to revivalway.com and click partner financially today. But yes, make sure that you tune in Thursday. We're going to schedule it. Right now, after this live stream is posted, you can go to my YouTube channel and you can go make sure that it notifies you. I think there's a, a little tab that says notify me when it's live. So you can tap that little tab and it'll notify you as soon as we go live. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we thank you for your giving. We thank you for blessing the ministry financially. And we love you. And I believe that you're going to have what you say, because that's what the Bible says. Glory to God. Don't miss Thursday morning. It'll bless you. And don't forget, tomorrow morning, every Wednesday at 1130 a.m., I teach you what the Bible says about money. Are you a single mom? Are you a not a single mom, but you need financial breakthrough? I don't know why single moms have been on my heart, but I was thinking that the other day. Like, How many single moms need financial breakthrough in their life? people that are responsible for other people. If that's you and you need to know what the Bible says about finances, join me tomorrow morning at 11:30 a.m. cuz I teach you what the Bible says. God doesn't want you poor. God doesn't want you struggling through life financially. God wants to bless you. He wants you to live a good life. And I love you. I think that's about all I have today. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, make sure you go find me on Instagram at taylin.michael. You can see it's on the little tab here. Hold on, let me get my hand. There it is, right. Oh, there, right there. Glory to God. Yeah, it's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>